We've been recording for 10 minutes. <laughs> I don't think any of that's usable, so I'll just say, I don't know how to start the podcast. So it'll either be a real hard cut to me saying just that, and then the episode starts, or something along the lines of Welcome to the Movies. This is a podcast where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots. Each week, we'll pick a movie that either I or a guest hadn't seen before and really should have by now. This week, starting a new month, which I'll explain in a bit because it's not as obvious as last month's theme. Um, who framed Roger Rabbit? That's this week's episode. And it, theme. Uh, the whole month is we're doing it four times. No, uh, <laughs> it's the 35th anniversary of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I'll give you a hint to what the theme is. But first off, left, right, across your podcast dial. Our guest this week, we got Vaz. Two bits. Did you say two bits? Oh, yeah. Gotcha. And we got Sam. Um, shaving a haircut. <laughs> we did it opposite. Someone, you see... Brie like bust through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Just couldn't help herself. Yeah, she's been she was in the yeah. back seat the whole time. She <laughs> snuck in. <laughs> yeah. But you got her with the old shaving a haircut. <laughs> bit. Uh yeah. So this month is all, I guess, a celebration of anniversaries because this episode is the hundred and first. We haven't recorded the hundredth yet, but that'll be last week's episode if you're listening to this. Uh so yeah. I don't know what we said about it yet because we're doing this one first. I don't know. I don't know why that happened. It's just what happened. Happy anniversary. Thank you. That's what I was waiting for. I was vamping until you said that. Um, yeah, it's been a hundred episodes. You guys, uh, how's it changed your lives? That's this month's question. Uh, I'm looking forward to the syndication checks. Oh, good. Yeah. 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 Those are so. in the mail. <laughs> good. Good. Uh, no, that's not actually the question of this month. Don't be stupid. But yeah, so this episode, 101st main feed episode not counting the patreon bonuses there's no patreon but there's bonus episodes i'm not counting in that hundred um this is the 35th anniversary in 2023 of who framed roger rabbit last week we did the exorcist for the 50th either next week or the week after we'll do dr no which i think is the 60th though might be 65th 60th it's the 60th one thing i guess i i will keep it the floor open for if you've seen anything good recently but i haven't really talked that much about barbie or oppenheimer yet in the podcast so um i mean i've seen those two and um the haunted mansion i have less to say about the haunted mansion though and you did see oppenheimer though yes yes i did uh twice uh unfortunately i, I only got to see it once oh, no. the 70 millimeter imax showing at the providence place mall uh, at 10 a.m. Uh, canceled on me uh, because they the projector like could not work and they couldn't get it the fa- couldn't get it working. So uh, it's weird when the whole theater cancels on you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I did see it in regular 70 millimeter on a, yeah. a regular size screen. You didn't see. You never got to see Killian Murphy's hat though because it was cut off. Yeah, at the top of the frame. I did see uh, Albert Einstein lose his hat. Yeah. About seven times. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. Loved it. Loved it. You didn't see Oppenheimer, no. though. But you saw Barbie. I did see Barbie. What do you think about Barbie? I really liked Barbie. Uh, Brie, who is not here, and we'll probably speak to it on a future episode, uh, loved Barbie, and it's, I think, one of her favorite movies. Yeah. I probably put it, like, a literal notch below. Like, I'd probably nine out of ten, four and a half stars, whatever side you want to put it on. Yeah. Like, it was, it was really good. There was a lot of stuff that I kind of went into it blank you know not really knowing a ton hadn't watched a ton of trailers was like oh it's gonna be it's gonna be some himbo stuff happening and yeah it was a nice little commentary and nice little bit when 
a little off the rails for me at the end. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think it was really good. There were a lot of really good bits that were written in ways that I didn't see coming. And as somebody who watches a lot of comedy movies, it was nice to be like, oh, they're probably going to do this, and then they do this other thing. You know? Yeah. There is a lot of like so pointed stuff that obviously over the heads of kids and not just like the more like adult jokes or whatever, but like, I mean, there's a pavement joke yep. like, and I don't <laughs> think the kids are getting Stephen Malkmus references. No, but I mean, just the fact that the, the matchbox 20 song is like yeah. a recurring bit. So good. And it's such a good bit. And like, if you had to choose a song, like it's a great one, but like how many kids give a shit about that song? Well, I, like, the, so the obvious pull there is, um, is Wonderwall, Right. Yeah. And so I yeah. like that they went, what's actually funnier. Yeah. Yeah. And what's funnier to sing. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what? Yes. Like, cause it builds. I wanna, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. It is. Uh, I, uh, as I mean, I, I love both the movies and I love that everyone is see- that most everyone is seeing both these movies yeah. uh, and, and that they're both doing so incredibly funny. well. Yeah. Yes. Um, I did like Barbie more. I <laughs> love the Barbie. Actually, I uh, I put it a notch above you of just five stars. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like I. I honestly just haven't seen like a great comedy in a, like a long time. And it was just because they don't make them. Yeah. <laughs> like the last great one I saw was probably 22 drum street. Um, of, at least, I mean, I've seen some comedies that I liked and everything, but not to the, like to the degree of how much yeah. I laughed and liked this one. Yeah. Uh, I'm also a little biased because I love Greta Gerwig. <laughs> she yeah. has not made anything that I haven't liked yet. So uh, her and her writing is just really good. And Noah Baumbach <laughs> also writing too. It's just an, an, like great. So And happy birthday, Greta. I know you're out there listening. She just <laughs> turned 40. Happy birthday, Greta. Uh, really smooth transition. Let's talk about <laughs> who framed Roger Rabbit with the uh, 20 minutes we have left to record. <laughs> uh, no, we, we got time. Um so Who Framed Roger Rabbit came out in 1988, kicked off a bunch of stuff, some of it good, some of it bad. The point of this month is to talk about, like, impact this had. Do we still feel it today? What are some similar things that are happening today? And there's a lot of similar things to this movie happening mm-hmm. today. Um, and uh, much like how Mattel has greenlit 50 movies about their terrible toys, uh, maybe the success of this movie, the right lessons weren't learned from it. <laughs> Uh, anyway, well, let's go around the horn first. You've seen this movie before. I have seen this movie before. I, I could not tell you the first time I watched it. It was a staple of like just movies I watched when I was a kid. I probably, I don't know how many times I've seen it, but it just has burned uh, like a hole in my, my memory of just being like the movie for me for a while. My parents recorded this movie on a VHS while it was airing on some network probably disney Mm. and they also on the second half of it uh recorded honey i shrunk the kids now i was allowed to watch honey i shrunk the kids when i was like eight because other than a very traumatic aunt death uh spoilers (laughs) there's not a lot of really bad stuff that happens there yeah and my parents decided that who framed Roger Rabbit, despite being kind of a cartoon? As I was a kid, I was like, it's a cartoon movie. I can watch a cartoon movie. Ready They're like, PG. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think you should watch this movie. Yeah. Uh, so I was not allowed to watch it. But it was the second. the I loved Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And it, I had to fast forward to find it. So there were a lot of times that I was like, oh, who are these three people in this car? My dad's like, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> what, what's all this? What's this hose? Keep going. Don't worry about this. And so why is this man screaming, Dad? Yeah, <laughs> keep going, keep going. So there was a lot of I knew a lot. Obviously, I knew the Jessica Rabbit stuff. 
uh, and I knew the general plot of the movie, but I had not actually sat down yeah. top to bottom and watched it. So I was very excited to do that because it seems like a movie I should have seen already, which is the point of the podcast. That's totally fair. You guys should check your texts real quick. <laughs> oh. Speaking of Chris Nolan. Wait, are you revealing that you haven't seen this movie? <laughs> the Prestige. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I love sending the poster of The Prestige to people when I rev- when I start shouting revelations. Um, I likewise knew, I think, every plot beat in this movie, but had never actually sat down and watched it. So I'm counting that as I hadn't watched it before. That's how I was well, counting. Right. Yeah. Which um, I think is totally fair. There's a lot of movies like that that you just catch bits and pieces of or people talk about, oh, can you imagine Christopher Lloyd actually doing this thing? And they clip that part. And once again, I have to say, this is our first Christopher Lloyd movie. Oh, it's so no. I'm excited. I'm excited to <laughs> talk about him for the no. very wow. first time. It's so number nice three. to just talk about our first it's Christopher Lloyd movie. It's anniversary month, and you're not even talking about the first time I was on the podcast. <laughs> That's for the questions at the end. What was the first time you were on? You were, Adam's what? Family Values. Was, uh, which is uh, Christopher Lloyd. A Christopher very, Lloyd joint. Very that's true. famously played Fester. He was weirdly the focal point of that. Uh, movie. I don't think I've seen that episode or heard it. So that's, uh, That is a five-star movie. That, <laughs> that movie's amazing. Um. Uh, okay. Yeah, who wants to do the one minute plot summary? I can't if you want, but I feel like I feel like you probably prepped it. I didn't prep it. I never prep it. Well, you probably mentally prepped to do it. Start the clock. Yeah. All right. Bob Hoskins killing it. He keeps killing it and he won't stop killing it, despite how awful this Roger Rabbit rabbit is that's there being a cartoon. And Bob Hoskins, while killing it, is kind of racist towards Toons because Toons killed his brother. And then he gets set up by someone that no one knows who it is. And then uh, there's a murder, which happens. That's what the setup is. And then uh, Roger Rabbit goes into hiding in the worst way with Bob Hoskins, who's still killing it. And then Jessica Rabbit's there uh, killing it in a different way, uh, but not the same way that Bob Hoskins is killing it. And then um, then they kill a bunch of tunes by dropping them into some gloop. And then um, they find out it's obviously Christopher Lloyd. And then surprise, Christopher Lloyd's a tune. And he was the one that killed Bob Hoskins' brother, who is ironically also killing it at the same time. And then they kill... Two seconds. Christopher Lloyd. And I, f- I, fudged, uh, f- I fudged it. I fudged it. My <laughs> heart will go on. I should have given you an earlier heads up. Um, yeah, no, Bob Hoskins is amazing in this movie. It just keeps building. He keeps getting better. And then he has a like a dance thing at the end. He gets yeah. a little dance thing at the end. <laughs> He gets to be like goofy and like yeah. do a flip that I'm sure he did. Yeah, he definitely did that flip. That was all Haskins, baby. Um, do you think they filmed it in order or do you think like they did that shot first? Because they were like, you're going to be really grumpy by the end of the shoot because you're just going to be trying to choke a fake rabbit you can't see. <laughs> so we want that to happen later when you're in worse spirits. Yeah. <laughs> do you think him being in here with cartoons is what? emboldened him to try and be Mario in a few years after this. <laughs> Probably. Probably. I'm yeah. sure they went after like, him. That one's of like, that. it's for about a video game, but it, it's all live action. So it can't be as hard. No. Uh, speaking of hard to film, this movie was really hard to film. I'm just, I am It looks amazing. Uh, it went way over time and budget. Uh, that's a Zemeckis special. <laughs> I think this is our first Zemeckis movie. No Back to the Future yet. No Castaway. No Welcome to Marwin. We did Marwin Month. That's oh. right. <laughs> yes. Oh. 
we did the we did the documentary about mm-hmm. Marwin Call. We did Welcome to Marwin. We did uh uh Goodbye to Marwin. Yeah. Is it Mecca's Forrest Gump? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Haven't done Forrest Haven't Gump. Done Forrest Gump. That's Greg's favorite movie. Is that really Greg's favorite movie? Really? Greg talks shit about Frozen 2, but his favorite movie is Forrest Gump. It's a weird pull. He talks shit about everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think Forrest Gump's probably better than Frozen 2. It too. probably is. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I, don't, I don't like Forrest Gump I, that much, I, I but actually that's defend, Tom I defend Forrest Gump more than most people. I just yeah, but most people don't. I mean, and uh, it's probably not your favorite movie. No, no, no. no said, if it was, you wouldn't. It was it, at one like, point when I was like little, and I'm not trying to be a dick. Like when I was like 18, it was my favorite. Movie. That's when fair. I, when I was like eight, I think it was probably yeah. my Hollywood favorite movie. told me this is better than Pulp Fiction, so yeah. it's got to yeah. be pretty good. Better than Quiz Show. Zemeckis is a weirdo, um, <laughs> and this is one of the few movies where his particular obsessions actually work out for him. He's been trying. So this is 1988. His career, mostly since then, has been been him trying to essentially invent new ways to make movies, just kind of because that's his thing, where he's also like, anytime he makes a new movie, they have to invent a bunch of technologies. He's like the Randy Quaid to like yeah. Dennis Quaid <laughs> yeah. of James Cameron. <laughs> yeah, and I think most of his movies, both tonally, look-wise subject matter there's just a grossness to them like back to the future until he goes back that movie's really gross oh it's tremendously gross i haven't shown it to brie i love back to the future i haven't shown it to brie yet mostly because i mean i know john mulaney does a whole bit on it so i don't want to repeat all the john mulaney bits but like like it's incredible how awful like the characters that you're supposed to be rooting for yeah they're awful and there's the whole thing like he goes back in time and to get his parents back together. And he immediately realizes that <laughs> the reason they got together was a misunderstanding. Cause the father's a beeping Tom. Yes, Cause the father's <laughs> a beeping Tom, which of course is a theme in this movie too. That's yep. one of his, his, you know, pet things to put in. Um, uh, I, I, st- I still love back to the future. It's still one of my favorites. Uh, me, uh, me too. <laughs> I, I will say I, I still love it. It is just hard to pitch now. Oh yeah. But like, I, I don't know. Maybe just because I was it was from a different time. And, yeah, uh, yeah. But like that's that the thing, stuff, though. He's Zemeckis like, is still is, doing stuff like that. <laughs> that well, he should have stopped that. <laughs> and I that stuff is obviously gross. But like, oh, I like. <laughs> I just find it fun. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you love that white people uh, invented rock and roll. <laughs> Your parents are gonna love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or sorry, your kids will love it. Your kids Whatever. Will love it. Don't you're think you're, too much you're, about you're it. the parents of your kids. That's a good movie, but I'm just yeah. saying. Oh, I know. I know. Zemeckis is a weirdo. He is. But one of his obsessions with this movie um, works out because I think this movie looks awesome. Yes. Um, the blending of live action and uh, cartoon is fantastic, and they're constantly going out of their way to blend the two. It's not just there's somebody animating on top of the live action frames. Everything's interacting. Yes. Uh, but anyway, all that to say, uh, this movie looks awesome and is awesome. I do want to say, like, so I really love Back to the Future and I love this movie. Um, and then it like after this movie, he kind of I don't know, like it it felt it felt like he just stopped having fun. <laughs> like his mo- movies weren't as fun as mo- as anymore. So I think most people point to anytime someone's like, "What's the Uncanny Valley?" that you like fire up 
uh, Polar Express or Beowulf or Christmas Carol, um, any of any of his uh, weird. I don't know. You might know. It's not uh, rotoscoping. It's the, yeah, no. it's the performance capture. Yeah. Right. Is what James Cameron calls it. I don't know. Uh, this Roger Rabbit character, though, what, what do we think? The <laughs> actual it seem, character? Seems like you're anti-Roger. Yeah, Roger really sucks. You, you're <laughs> anti-Roger. Yeah. You're anti- We're uh, pro-Eddie, though. Uh, <laughs> Very pro-Eddie. A small, like, goofball uh-huh. and a, a tall, buxom lady getting together. No, I think the I think their relationship is healthy. I just think he's a POS. <laughs> I don't think he... I think he's a... I think one line uh, describes him best, uh-huh. which is uh, when he is handcuffed to Eddie yeah. and Eddie is trying to uh-huh. saw the, uh-huh. <laughs> the thing off, <laughs> and he takes the, the his arm out of the cha- the handcuffs, and he he gets mad at him because like you could always do that. And Roger's line to him was, uh, "Only if it's funny." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I, I think couldn't I couldn't do it then. Yes. I could only do it once it was funny. <laughs> Which I can relate to so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that line is shaped who I am as a person. <laughs> I'm a just picturing line. me choking on something. And you're like, I can't do the high lift maneuver until it's funny. <laughs> you gotta make it like you're just you're just panicking around. Yeah. You gotta make it funny. You gotta make it funny. Wait, wait, wait. Swallow something else that's funnier. <laughs> Put a banana in there. Yeah, just trying yeah. to find like a dog toy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't mind Roger that much. He's a tune. Um, yeah. So from the very beginning, this movie opens with a short. Mm-hmm. The setup is that it's like a short that's, mm-hmm. you know, Roger and baby Herman. Yep. And uh, it's awesome. It's It starts sort of teasing you with the different kinds of animation. Some of it goes more three-dimensional while they're doing it. They're using all these tech stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they just like completely take out the fourth wall and then it's, you know, the blend for basically the rest of the movie. Um, and that, that sequence is great. Eddie shows up. He's, he's got a job. Yep. I do want to just say I really like the reveal of at the end of the of the actual cartoon, the fridge falls on Roger's head and it has I think it's birds. Yes. Which are ostensibly actors that he's like, I, I don't want to get into the wholeness <laughs> of it, but like they treat the birds like the birds are actual actors or like things that have existed. But then they reveal that him being able to like receive whatever he gets hit in the head, something will go above his head as like a, Oh, you just got hit in the head, like cartoon bit. And he's knocking himself with a pan trying to get stars, which is what the script yeah. demands and not there. Like a bunch of other little like bits are happening instead. Bells, yeah. Like the birds. Like yeah. Lumps yeah. or what? I don't know. Math equations, I think. Yeah. But I, I just love the concept of the like, oh, I'm a hero of my craft. Like, I, I can get it. I can get it. He's just slamming a pan over and over on his head, like in five minutes into the movie. And it does establish that tunes uh, can take as much pain as possible. Yes. They don't care. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so the issue is Roger's not hitting his marks because he's, his mind is elsewhere because of his wife. So Eddie's hired by the head of the studio to get pictures of his wife. Uh, cheating on him, essentially. It is still a PG movie, so nope. it's her playing patty cake with uh, Mr. <laughs> I did love the reveal. Mr. Acme. Were, yeah. Because they're showing them play patty, or they he's, they're showing Bob Hoskins taking pictures, and they're saying patty cake, and the guy who's playing, was it Marvin Acme? 
Yes, yeah. Marvin Adams. Uh, is making noises like he's like basically like having sex with her. And then like they reveal the pictures as a gag that they wore. Actually, we're just, literally just, just playing Patty. <laughs> they were sitting in separate chairs. Um, and Roger's distraught at learning this. In, uh, in I mean, we can almost. we can get into like the kind of stuff that's happening, but it all looks yeah. cool. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one uh, thing. Oh, go ahead. I've been talking. I was just going to say uh, when he leaves the office in the Roger Rabbit shaped so hole, which yep. is incredible. Yep. That's really good. Uh, a quick shout out for I said this while I was watching it. I love maybe the second thing that has nostalgia popped me since the indiana jones episode with the gunshots going off the ground like the little pews that go across the ground is the shot of just grimy movie set alley like i don't know what it is but i just love like that like back lot tour you know like here's this dusty ass alley that doesn't actually exist because everything's where it absolutely pristinely needs to be but it's just so yeah, it's good. Fake looking, but also like what you ex- expect exactly expect to see. Uh, we should say it's 1947 Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. It's said. Um, and it's ostensibly like a hard-boiled detective story. Yep. But also, it's tunes. It's tunes. Um, Eddie doesn't really want to work with or for tunes. You later find out because his because uh, his brother was killed by a tune. <laughs> And uh, in the best line delivery of the movie, when I forget who, the character's name, who's the barkeep, who Eddie has a thing with. Oh, Dolores. Dolores. Yeah. When she's like, his brother was killed by a tune. <laughs> Dropped a piano on his head. <laughs> and she says it, uh, it's like the best line delivery in the movie. Uh, but anyway, that, that comes a little later. Yeah, this whole first bit, and he's going to the club, and that's where he sees Jessica Rabbit for the first time. Probably worth mentioning. That's yeah. also, I guess, iconic. I don't know. That sequence is ridiculous because yeah. the cam they specifically the cameras basically never locked down yeah so you just think how hard it was to animate <laughs> yeah. on top of that footage i'm curious from a standpoint of we live we live in a society um that <laughs> now if you're like oh there's this animated woman and she looks really hot like if you like nowadays i feel like that doesn't you know no one bats an eye at that I remember being, this is a quick story, but a fun one. Yeah. Do you remember the E-Trade commercials with the little, oh, like, yeah, uh, yeah. girl? Erica? Yeah, whatever. There was a girl in, or there was a guy in my English class uh, in, like, I think this was, like, ninth or 10th grade that was, like, oh, that E-Trade girl, super hot. And, like, another girl in my class was, like, she's animated. And, like, everyone kind of laughed at him. And I even chuckled just because the way she said it was funny. But he's like, no, like, she's hot, though. And, like, I feel like that's where that society was at that point where I was like, I get what you're talking about. And I know, like, anime, like, hentai also, you know, like, all that stuff I knew existed. But it's like, I wonder in, like, 88 if, if like, like, what that had to spark some debate. Like, that's all I'm saying. Like, I feel like Jessica Rabbit was, like, a cultural touchstone of. Like, I can't be attracted to this tune. Yeah, this rabbit. That's not a rabbit. <laughs> yeah, it's just her last name. Yeah, so just by marriage. Yeah, I mean, she was the, I guess, icon of Disney's Pleasure Island for a while. She was on the billboard. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, there was like a big neon billboard of her like swinging her leg over the entrance yeah. of like uh, classic, Pleasure Island. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yep. yeah, Vegas style. Yep. Right next to Cirque du Soleil and Planet Hollywood. It was it was weird before they rethemed to Disney Springs. That's a different yep. podcast. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, voice speaking voice is Kathleen Turner, mm-hmm. not her singing voice though. Um, huh. 
but yeah. Uh, from Betsy, Romancing Betsy, the Stone? Betsy Brantley's the singing voice. Yeah, uh, yes. a lot of things. Yes. But definitely from Romancing the Stone. That's the Zemeckis. Uh, uh, oh, action. right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's not a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, I like that movie. Yeah. Again, before the 90s when uh, uh, Zemeckis took a turn. So mentioned earlier that there's a lot of movies that have some similarities or influences or whatever from this movie. And that's mostly because I don't think we've mentioned yet. There's a bunch of famous cartoons kind of everywhere all over this thing. This must be a nightmare for, uh, for like current day. Like I, like I don't see this. I don't really have cable anymore, but I assume putting this on like an actual, um, like TV, like I guess Disney probably owns all of it, but there's yeah. so many it Warner brothers. Plus. Yeah. yeah. There's so many they Warner brothers characters running stuff, around. Um, yeah, Felix the Cat's in there. Yep. Some other, all like, the Looney Tunes. Yeah. Well, not all of them, but a I, bunch of Looney Tunes are in there. I'm pretty sure by the time the movie came out, uh, Who Framed, uh, Betty Boop was already, I think, just public. in the public domain. I don't think because, like, rights or anything. I just yeah. think no one owned yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so a lot of this is Spielberg. And I think we'll talk a little bit about, like, differences between that and now. But um, so the IP sort of collision here. This is a movie produced by Amblin, like a lot of Zemeckis' movies are, because him and Steve are buddies. And it was supposedly mostly Spielberg that got the rights, got everyone to agree to do this thing. And I think the rate that he eventually got everyone to agree to was $5,000 a character, Mm. um, which is not a lot of money for these characters. And, And WB's stipulation was that their characters had to have equal time to Disney characters, and that they had to be in like equivalent pairs. Mm-hmm. So that's why Mickey and Bugs are always together yeah. and Daffy and Donald are always together. It makes uh, I mean, it's a yeah. good play by them. And it's and then other than, and then if it's not just a couple characters, it's like a huge group scene. And I guess there's it's an equal amount if you were to count them. And I remember when I was a kid thinking like, oh, my God, Donald Duck and Daffy Duck are in the same <laughs> scene together. Oh, <laughs> It, I mean, it's I kind of, too. Yeah. yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Cause we should go through the plot a little bit, but it is kind of like when it happens, it's like weirdly like, Whoa, it's almost yes. like all those crossover comic books or like when yeah. there's like wrestling invasions, like it's yeah. like kind of like this hard thing of like, okay, well, like if you think about it from a, from a cultural touchstone, Mickey mouse is actually, is probably a bigger deal than bugs. Not saying bugs isn't a big deal. Like in the same day, like Donald, more people probably know Donald duck than Daffy duck, though. They're both pretty ubiquitous. I would say in like society. Yeah. But like, having them i think that was smart by Warner brothers to have them together because it's like oh yeah bugs and mickey are both a big deal it's like yes they are but like disney is such a larger company than oh uh, disney is also like they market like mickey and donald like as like properties more yeah. than like uh warner brothers does with the, the looney tunes yeah and it's like i mean disney could also created its conglomerate basically from this whereas like warner's still a major conglomerate but it's merged a million times yeah and they, like they really like, I mean, it's I know they they're making like Looney Tune cartoons now, but like they like they really haven't like paid attention to that IP since like uh, back in action. Yeah, and like it's interesting because like the and I know 90- they had Space Jam too. But yeah, who cares? yeah, but like, and that's also like when we were kids, we were still watching. Like I don't know about you, but I assume like I was still watching Looney Tunes. Oh, same. Up. I love Looney Tunes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I was always more of a Looney Tunes guy than a Disney uh, cartoons guy. Kids still watch Looney Tunes? I guess we wouldn't know. They, it was a weird thing with uh, HBO Max. They had like all the Looney Tunes stuff for a while and then they started getting rid of it. 
Yep. Uh, I think they still have like <laughs> new Looney. They like they are making like new Looney Tune cartoons, and I've heard they're actually pretty good. But and I think they're still on there. But that's about it. Yeah. Uh, worth noting, Mickey bigger deal than Bugs now. Uh, in the late '80s, this is pre Disney Renaissance. Oh, true. Yeah. Um, and this is what really reestablishes interest in Golden Age animation, and Disney capitalizes and. The few years after this movie, Little Mermaid's 89, uh, Beauty and the Beast is 91, Aladdin's 93. Yeah. And, yeah. and then they're just like, Poosh. and that's that's what built Disney as it is today. Yeah. Because um, they were hurting before that. Yeah, because <laughs> they had Black Cauldron, uh, yeah. Great Mouse Detective, which I do love, but yeah. uh, they were not big hits. Rescuers, Rescuers Down Under was right. also yeah. in there. Rescuers Down Under was actually in the, because like... That is a part of the Renaissance. Yeah, I was going to say, you'll see like the list of this. Because Rescuers yeah. is like 70s? Yeah. 60s, yeah. Or, you'll see the list of like the Renaissance movies and Rescuers Down Under, which is is in there, which is crazy because like Rescuers Down Under was the VHS that 90. like I owned. So I watched Rescuers Down Under a million times as a kid. It was always on the Disney Channel, too. Yeah. So I watched I mean, it there. It's very funny to think, like, you know, we have friends now that have kids and they're watching Encanto and they're watching, you know, like all these, you know, like uh, Moana and stuff. And the one that I was raised, like, I'm sure there's some kid out there that's like crushing Luca right now. And I'm not <laughs> yeah. trying to say Luca's a terrible movie, but culturally, I don't think it's going to stand up to like Moana and Encanto. But we'll I see. I mean, <laughs> it's not going to give them... A fair view of Italians. <laughs> <laughs> Every Italian is eating pasta on a Vespa yeah. in the entire movie. And we we did get a fair view of Australians from uh, Rescuers Down Under, though. For sure. So, yeah, I think that Jessica Rabbit scene's good. Um, like you said, so the patty cake photos. Roger jumps out the window. You see him wandering through the back lot. He's sad. Yep. Next morning... Eddie gets woken up by a real cop in LA, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who is like, where's, where's the rabbit? I got a tip that he's, you know, looking for you or whatever. Or he thinks he has something to do with it. Cause you're the guy that took these pictures. Pictures are on the front page. The guy that Jessica was stepping out with to, to play patty cake um, is dead. So Eddie goes to the crime scene. This guy got an anvil dropped on his head. <laughs> Classic tune behavior. There's a uh, like squarely on his head too. Yeah. Squarely, on his head. like it must have been <laughs> terrible. Uh, drops the uh, sorry, incriminating yellow paint from his gloves on the uh, rope that dropped it. So Roger, they can't find him. He's in hiding. Jessica's being questioned. Eddie's on the case. Not He's really for clues. Reluctantly, though. kind yeah. of helping. Looking for clues and like. Chekhov's Acme, like, uh, <laughs> like museum or yeah, whatever. Like, it's just gags. There's so many gags. And, like, they all, I mean, I'm like jumping ahead quickly, but, like, I know it's where the final scene is. So, like, obviously that stuff's all there. But, like, how many things from that, like, 10 minute period come up at the end? Of the uh, <laughs> I do, like, so one of the be- like, one of the things I really love about early Zemeckis is that. Uh, the scripts are always very tight and that like anything that you see like the first oh, act yeah. or two are usually going to come back in the second or in the last act. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, literally when they were like pulling out the mallet, I'm like even the mallet is yeah. like, like every single thing. And you think he misses it first because it yep. doesn't hit Christopher Lloyd, but it hits the, the valve behind mm-hmm. him. Um, yeah. 
This uh, is so good. We but, are introduced to Christopher Lloyd in this scene as well. I was going to say, yeah. the main thing to talk about in this scene is Christopher Lloyd's Judge, Judge Doom. Dread. Judge Doom. I Judge, Dread. Judge Dread. That's Carl Urban and no one else. Um, <laughs> yeah, that scene is one of the big ones that people talk about because it's when he uh, dips the shoe. Ugh. <laughs> Can we talk about the shoe? What up? Yes. I, I want to talk about, uh, before we talk about that shoe, uh, I do want to talk about the box of shoes that falls I out. And that one of, one of them, I'm pretty sure it just Nazi shoes because it's doing like the... <laughs> like a goose step. Yeah. I didn't catch that. It's Disney. They're just, I mean, I mean Lion, Lion King, there's goose yep, stepping. There's, there's some goose uh, stepping there. I mean, even by geese. They're like only 40 years past Songs of the South at that point. Yeah. So, let's be real. Uh, but yeah. They I, wish. <laughs> I love... They never passed it. <laughs> I love every time like a box got knocked over or something that like theoretically there there's just been these tunes yeah. just pinging Wait. around in these boxes for days just oh. waiting to get free. And I think er- like uh, early in the movie after we see like Dumbo for the first time uh a, uh like we see like a truck with like a bunch of like tune instruments that like pop out oh, yeah. and start playing around. <laughs> yep. It's all good stuff. So uh yeah, Judge Doom Creepy. I yeah. like how I like how his face looks in this movie and his teeth. It's it, good. Incredi- I like his glasses. Yeah. Incredible to get Christopher Lloyd to do like obviously a very good character actor. Obviously he still has some comedic bits to hit, but like you get Christopher Lloyd, I would say if you look at his stuff, is probably eighty percent zany. And like even after that, it's like probably ten percent sarcastic nonce, like uh, from Clue, you know, like that kind of a character. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. This not a lot of bad guys, and not a lot of serious bad guy. Even if it's just tonally serious and not actually serious. Yeah, and he, I think, kills it in this. Yeah, movie. no, he does like, he's, he's, he's no Hoskins, yeah. but he's he's the reason people he's he's the reason people are like, can you believe this is PG? <laughs> it's like if he's out of the movie, no one ever says that. He is um, terrifying. He's yeah. He is a formidable. I mean, he's murdering force. people. Yeah, yeah, he's straight, straight murdering people. Yeah, and he he seems to enjoy it. Also, he does try to commit genocide later. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and also very just, explicitly. Yeah, it's weird that no one suspected him. Like he showed up, and all the cops like, oh, here's of course. The completely objective and not yeah. problematic Judge Doom. Here's a guy who looks like uh, that guy from a Raiders Lost Ark. I mean, yeah. that isn't out yet. Eddie, uh, yeah, it is. Uh, in 1947. In, in, oh, okay, yeah. I understand what you're saying. The characters are saying this. Well, but if Indiana Jones also happened, then that was also before this, oh, right? Yeah, sure, and yeah, he, so. just, he just heard about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe uh, it's, is him... Just like someone drew a cartoon of that. He's wearing gloves the whole time. They didn't see if he had the thing burned. And he melted in the he melted in Raiders. Yep. And and now he melts in this one. That's got to be what it is. It's got to be Spielberg just pulling the wool over. Doing it again. (laughs) Um, I forgot what I was gonna say. Um, (laughs) Yeah, this is uh, this good. Yeah. Maybe that's what I wanted to say. Hope so, because it's gone. What's the next scene? Uh, yeah, well, you don't have to go like scene by scene, but I think it's Bob Hoskins coming back. Baby Herman's there trying to make him oh, yeah, like yeah. help out, but he doesn't want to work for tunes, but it doesn't matter because uh, Roger's already in his bed. Oh, also, Baby uh, baby Herman is a huge creep yeah. as well. Yes. Huge creep. Everyone's a huge creep. Yes. <laughs> he says toots a lot. Yeah, yeah, toots a lot. He looks under a girl's skirt. Yeah. Average Zemeckis protagonist. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's actually kind of amazing. It's not Danny DeVito. Like, I don't know what Danny DeVito was doing that he couldn't. Well, this is a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, the, somebody drew this guy. He could do the voice of a cartoon. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, nowadays it would this be Dan DeVito. Back then, <laughs> back then it just some some voice actor who does voices. Yeah. They don't they don't get big stars to do voices back then. Which is smart. I mean, it's shots weird. fired in Mel Blanc. <laughs> we were talking. We and Brie were talking about how like it's amazing that like there are voice actors that aren't famous that do an incredible job in video games like all the time, and I don't give a shit. They're about like what, con famous, right? Yeah, exactly. Like Jennifer Hale. Yeah. Or yeah. Like Troy Baker. Have yeah. Like because we're enthusiasts, we know who they are. Yeah. But it's like if I'm watching like Haunted Mansion, they're like, "Yo, Troy Baker's in this movie." Everyone's gonna be like, "I don't care." But it's like, "Oh, Danny DeVito's in this movie." It's like, "Oh, well, it's Danny DeVito." It's like, yeah. it doesn't really matter. Uh, just star power is a weird thing. That's all I guess I was going for. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like, there's people that can do better voices, probably, but well, just because I know the voice, I care. One of the downfalls of modern animation yeah. is like the need to have somebody with. X amount of Instagram followers or yeah. your movie won't get financed it's in the lead role. Right. That's what keeps happening. Anyway, yeah. uh, new trolls movie out this summer. <laughs> um, yeah, this is, th- this scene's good too. I forgot what we were talking. Oh yeah. Oh, so uh, Roger's there. Yeah. He handcuffs himself to Hoskins. The weasels come. I love yes. the weasels. The oh, weasels are great. I love the weasels. I also told you- most, like you were saying, <laughs> Something that happens early and yep. that comes back later. Told multiple times, you got to stop laughing or you will, will die. die. <laughs> In no uncertain terms, you guys are going to die if you keep laughing. Um, But great scene. I also, this is a little before the Weezer show up, but uh, Bob Hopkins um, apartment of just like his bed is just like the filing cabinet yeah, that he pulls down. Right. I just love that kind of like tactile yeah. kind of stuff and all that. Yeah, a great scene where he's like fighting Roger. Like you just think about the what yes. that acting yes. day was like for him. It's got to have been incredible. Like, like him throwing him around. Yeah. Yeah. And I know they dragged around. That's yeah. the hard part, I think. And they animate like I get how it works. Like I know they animate it later. I know it's like, okay, you're going to be great. You know, and they're telling him they like, okay, you're grabbing him. You're grabbing him. He breaks yeah. loose, you know, like in. And he's just following directions and doing it, but it looks convincing. Like, and I know part of that is also making the animation good around it, but yeah, it's so hard and it took forever. Yeah. I'm sure. (laughs) Um, I I don't think we mentioned, we were talking about how they're interacting, not just with people, but also objects. Yep. Yep. And that's just, I think literally dangling a string and someone has to, and they have to like pull it it where it goes. Yeah. It it looks like it was a different thing. When, when, uh, Roger's in the sink and he like comes up for air and he spits water out, like that just real water coming out of his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The whole thing. I mean, it looks incredible. The, the, that set, just the set looks incredible too. And it, it has the advantage of being filmed in real locations where you can touch things. But if you think of, all the interactions human to cartoon in this eighties movie the, versus how like Marvel movies look so weightless today yeah. is usually the big complaint about their CGI. And like the weasels are carrying like huge, like real guns. They're not carrying cartoon guns. Right. Yeah. yeah. And like, <laughs> so it's just Bob Hoskins in a room with a bunch of guns <laughs> yeah. dangled on strings and some hose he's pulling out that spits yeah. water. It's great stuff. It's and his is the eyelines are never wrong. No, nope. it's 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 crazy. It, it it's just so like like on a technical standpoint, like this movie is almost unrivaled. No, I mean, it really is. It won three Academy Awards. I think I, so. It's, yeah. 
it, the guy who did the animation, not Zemeckis, the one who directed the animation, uh, won a special Oscar. <laughs> like they, they were like, they this had movie to, is so impressive. We <laughs> have to just make one up for you. Yes. I like when you're reading about a movie that they did that for. They don't do that so much anymore. No. But you're like, oh, we don't have a category for what this is. You're not the f- director listed, but we want to give you something. Yeah. Because we know Zemeckis didn't do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. The ideas guy, sure. But, um, and anyway, I mean, he didn't write the script and it's based on, it's adapted anyway. But anyway, this, this one, this one editing, which is obviously a lot in live action and the editing's insane, but I feel like something doing a similar thing wouldn't be in editing these yeah. days. Um, I do want to say in the, uh, back to the scene itself, a little before the weeds, again, before the weeds show up, even, even before Roger shows up. Actually, I think it's even before that. Let's just uh, start over. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a shot of like when Eddie is at his desk and we see like his brother's side of the desk and we see some of like the no- old like news articles of like him and his brother, like solving crimes. One of them is Goofy was cleared of like <laughs> espionage charges. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Valiant and Valiant rescue nephews kidnapped. Huey, uh, Dewey, Dewey, and Dewey, Louie Dewey. reunited yep. with their uncle. Um, that stuff is you're talking about how tight Zemeckis's scripts are. No one says anything about his background aside from his brother was killed by a tune. Yep, but it gives you everything there. It shows yep. like his relationship with his brother, his relationship with Dolores. He used to be. Like a fun the, guy. the not just a fun guy, but like him and his brother were like the clowns of the police academy. Mm-hmm. They went off on their own. They're really successful. He has a lot of ties with the tune worlds, but he's left all that behind. There's cobwebs on everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's all dusty. Yeah. And then you to, just, you get it all. No yep. one, yeah. no one tells you any of that. And to cap it off, like it ends with like a pretty, it's a, it's a, it's a twidge hand wavy, but like he finishes. Cause like, again, to show like he's yeah. drinking, cause he doesn't like, his life, you know, like right. uh, yeah. having gone yeah. the way that he is it ends with him, like putting down a glass of whiskey that he's just chugged basically. And that amplifies the hint that he needed to see on the little yes. like uh, newspaper clipping or whatever, the picture that he's taken. Yeah. I forget which that leads him down the road of, Oh shit, this is a murder. Yeah. Yep. He, the word is that, well, I guess this is actually the exposition he gets from baby Herman that Acme was going to leave Toontown to the, to the tunes, but, and, but he never actually put it in a last will and Testament because the authorities say he doesn't have one. The thing that the clue that he sees in the photo is that he had his last will and Testament in his pocket. Mm-hmm. And uh, that basically kicks off his interest in actually trying to solve why Roger Rabbit's been framed. We don't have to go like plot beat by plot beat, but that at least sets us up for all the hijinks that ensue. There's stuff in the bar. Judge Doom is constantly on them because yep. Roger can't keep quiet. <laughs> uh, I do want to say one scene in the bar when they uh, like uh, they put Roger in like the back room for yeah. speakeasy stuff. Yeah. Um, they constantly bump a lamp in there. Yes. Um, yeah. It's it is, crazy. <laughs> it is uh, actually known as like. Uh, a term that is used nowadays for bumping the lamp that means to just like to make something more challenging for yourself because they keep bumping the lamp so they constantly have to keep changing the shading of the like the shadow Mm -hmm. of roger on him and like how much light he has and how much light he doesn't have uh and that's just like animating and like constantly doing that instead of like keeping it easy for them uh it's just uh, just another layer of this movie just putting it at an extra level 
that was something I was thinking about when in the Jessica Rabbit song scene where she the camera's moving and the lights are sometimes in front of her and sometimes she's backlit and parts of her dress are like semi-translucent and yep. they're you're seeing people be like on the other side of it. It's just crazy. And it's the thing that it was like just doing it because you have to show that you're doing it, I guess. Yeah. And it um, makes it a bit more real wouldn't. too. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it, because they don't cut corners. Uh, it's, it's crazy. That scene's awesome too. And it, it's one of those things that like you don't think about, but it does maybe subconsciously sell you on the reality within the story. Yeah. And it, 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 like it makes you like it really just puts the extra layer of like, oh, no, these yes. students are actually interacting with these yeah. people. They take up physical space. They yes. don't feel floaty ever. Yes. Uh, unlike Paul Rudd talking to some big Corey stole face or whatever. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, a lot of these things are going on. There's hijinks. He's trying to figure it out. He's trying to work it from another angle, but he can't really figure out what the connection between uh, Acme and Maroon, who is the studio head that Roger works for, and he knows that Judge Doom and the Weasels are kind of shady, and there's this corporation, Cloverleaf, that's buying up everything, um, and they eventually figure it out in a newsreel. Yes. that uh, I, There's a lot of stuff that happens, but we're already in an hour. Yeah. Is Cloverleaf yeah. an allegory for anything? Uh, or like a, just a like capitalist. A, yeah, yeah <laughs> just a name, a somewhat friendly name. It's not like a joke about anything as much as how incredulous everyone is at the idea of freeways in Los Angeles, yep. but which is which killed me. That part yep. was so funny later. Uh, no one's going to want to drive on that. <laughs> it's the end of all traffic. <laughs> so funny. Um, we, so Only a tune can come up with an idea like that. That's all later. Uh, so they figure out that, and then uh, he goes back to Marwin or Marwin cartoons or whatever the guy's name is. The guy who hired Ma- Eddie originally. Ma- Maroon. Maroon. That's it. Marwin's a different guy. <laughs> yeah. He has a bunch of dolls. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he's murdered by what we think might be Jessica Rabbit for yep. a little bit. Yes. They go late to the studio where Eddie's confronting Maroon to be like, I know what's going on. And he's like, no, no, I was being, I just wanted it for blackmail because I just wanted Roger to be working again. And I didn't know why they wanted me to do this. And he's kind of just a patsy here. Yes. Uh, much like Eddie was being set up to be a patsy yeah. also and Roger. Um, everyone's getting set up for patsies. Since the 40s, there's hard-boiled detectives. And <laughs> patsies. Anyway, I can't say that word without thinking of Arrested Development, and now my brain went. Um, um, he gets shot by that, a comically large gun. Yes. Yep. That, uh, yeah, that just it, keeps coming yeah. up through the window. And he, he only notices it through a great shot of him seeing the reflection on the pistol packing possum poster yep. yes. that has the same gun. Yep. Um, and then he, uh, Mar- uh, Morin Maroon is shot. Yep. And killed. The joke being Bugs always is like, what a maroon, Yep, I'm thinking, is the connection there? Because that guy's dumb. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that's the connection. And uh, maroon cartoons sounds good, too. It really does. Yeah. And then uh, he thinks, I guess, I didn't even pick up that Eddie thought Roger had run off like a coward until later. He's like, hey, he ran off like a coward. And he's like, no, he was in the back of that 
because he yells Roger when the car's driving away. So yeah. I thought he, I thought he figured he had gotten kidnapped, but whatever. Roger gets kidnapped by his wife, <laughs> <laughs> and an hour and ten minutes into an hour and forty-ish minute movie, they go to Toontown. Yeah, they've and- been building up to it. Uh, it's, I love the introduction for Toontown cause it's the so Warner brothers, uh, like intro. And then like immediately it just sunshine trees dancing and singing. You, you, Toon- oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. You- I was gonna say Toontown. It was a lot more alive and animated than I thought it was going to be. And I think that's yellower more- too. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think of the, of the recent movies that have kind of done similar stuff of like, Oh, you're going to a cartoon town or you're going to a fate, you know, like you're doing that. Usually the basis of what we do is like we being like current like people (laughs) like we tend to put stuff in like more grounded areas like do you think like Lego movie and stuff like that where it's like okay there's still obviously a pizzazz to it but this was like like, yeah real world like you said like trees are dancing like stuff is happening like this place does not feel like it actually can exist you know like in a real way it's all happy eddie's annoyed by it (laughs) yeah then he immediately crashes his car into the back of jessica's car and you see he's in like this downtown part of toontown um which is weird to me because like this is one of the things that i don't think had fully translated a lot of the bits that happen here get pulled out but like just the way this whole town looks because uh so mickey's toontown the area in both of the disney parks in America. I know there's like 12 Disney parks, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, it's a lot of pastels and like brighter colors. And this is this place in the movie sucks. You totally yeah. get why someone who's easily annoyed like Eddie is like, I don't want to go there. Yep. <laughs> um, I wasn't even sure I wanted to go there. And I was in a good mood sitting yeah. on the couch. Everyone's going to be fucking with me the whole yeah. time. Everyone is constantly doing bits. Yep. Uh, and I love that he's just like, he's not, he doesn't get upset about it or yeah. angry. He's just, just like, like so exasperated. This, this is just, I know this is how it is here. Like even Droopy Dog is even doing Droop- bits with me. <laughs> even Droopy Dog's scoring on me now. Um, I can't get into a goddamn elevator. Yeah. Um, yeah. Droopy Dog saw that sucker walking a while away. Yeah. Oh, it's finally <laughs> Droop's turn. Yeah. Uh, should mention before he goes in, he like gets out his cartoon gun. Oh, yeah. And like you said, anytime there's a box opens, it's like, I love when he opens the, the bullet yeah. pouch and one of those bullets is voiced by Jim Cummings, Winnie the Pooh. Um, yeah. Winnie the Pooh's not in this movie, I don't think, unless he's in the background. But one of those bullets is voiced by Jim Cummings. Anyway, the, I like the cartoon gun. He's so happy to see it. Yep. yep. From Yosemite Sam. Yeah. Yep. And, All the uh, bullets are super happy to go kill people. <laughs> yes. So stoked. Uh, also, one of the bullets that he shoots to practice on like a bottle he threw up yeah. doesn't even hit it like a bullet. It just takes an axe out and yes. chops it. <laughs> even the AR cartoon launcher. Yep. That part didn't age well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not great. <clears throat> Uh, that's why Peter Pan's not in this movie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so downtown, he goes up the elevator that a very Zemeckis vibe to this bit where there's that lady who he thought was Jessica rabbit who just wants to fuck him. Starts yep. chasing him around the town. Uh, he goes out the door. Uh, there's no bathroom there. He starts yep. falling and a mo- so again, it's an hour and ten before he even gets in the tunnels. This is like hour fifteen or so into the movie. 
it feels fucking revelatory when Bugs Bunny and Mickey yeah. Mouse show up next yep. to him. You're like, oh, yeah. it's, it's happening now. <laughs> it's all happening. It's like I'm just picturing the crowd noise from that viral clip oh. when Captain America gets Mjolnir. Yeah. yeah. Um, and people are like, oh, they're there. <laughs> and I like that it's a throwback to when Mickey was kind of a dick. Yeah. And they're <laughs> like, like equal to Bugs are kind yeah. of fucking with him. Yeah. <laughs> and Bugs are just being, of course, the smart ass of being like, oh, I got a spare. I don't think you don't want it. Yep. <laughs> all right. It's I can't. T- I did a. Yeah. I did a Bugs Bunny impression a couple episodes ago. I can't do it again. I don't have a Bugs, unfortunately. Same. Did you guys listen to the Clue episode? I did. I did. It was a good one. You guys know what happens to Bugs Bunny in Space Jam Two? <laughs> uh, I believe I heard this from a podcast. Uh, I believe that he he dies. He gets murdered he by sends, basketball. Yeah. He sends it to heaven, yeah. and he becomes a constellation. Yeah. And but then, then in he's the, back next the next scene. scene and LeBron's like, I, th- I saw you die with my own eyes. <laughs> so Roger Rabbit. <laughs> uh, Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse. Mickey, he's, yeah, we, we left Bob just literally falling <laughs> yep. in the air. He falls for a while. Yeah, he does. Uh, this is, that, that's after Tweety Bird does the oh, little yeah. piggy. Tweety Bird, right? he'll turn in this movie, I want to say. I think Tweety Bird's always been an ass. You think so? That's the yeah. thing is like... That is how all these characters are, but they get sort of sanded down over time. Because the Tweety Bird dynamic is he's fucking with Sylvester. Yeah. And then every time he's not not innocent in this. Yeah. And then every time Sylvester actually gets Tweety in any capacity, it's usually like Tweety's like, You're not really going to eat me, are you? And then it's like, And then Tweety like bonks him on the head or something. Yes. Yeah. Um, This is all good stuff. I don't know. Yeah. He doesn't die because that lady catches him, but then he does the road line trick which yep. I think and uh the tunes for fall for it every time yep. every time he tracks down jessica rabbit in the alley the darkest alley in toontown yep she shoots his shadow behind him and then uh she's like it wasn't me he's like how should i believe you and then she explains for a little bit and then she's like it was the judge and <laughs> the then like down the aisle the judge is like it was <laughs> and then he runs away <laughs> it's like oh okay i guess i'll believe you then <laughs> Judge Doom was just mad that no one was suspecting him yet, despite all of his obvious advances. It was obviously me. And he's running away, but not that far away. Uh, and, there, and then there's a car chase. We hadn't mentioned Benny before. That that's the car. Oh, yeah, Benny the been, cab. Benny the yeah. cab. Oh, and uh, uh, Bob Hopkins does a, we got to go this way, but with his thumb. And that calls on yep. the cab, yep. uh, it's uh, Benny. It's good stuff. And then, uh, yeah, you know. We're into the end game now. Could we quickly go over? I know we talked about it in the beginning, but could we quickly go over the the um, shaving a haircut bit? Because I it is really fucking good. Yeah. love that bit. So, um, Judge Doom is doing what can only be described as what Christoph Waltz ripped off in the opening <laughs> scene of Inglorious Bastards. Um, and, it really is, yeah. yeah, it really is. And he's in the bar, and he's like, he knows, he knows he's here. Yep, uh, and. Uh, he starts doing shaving a haircut on the wall because dun, 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 dun. no tune can resist the shaving the haircut and trap. Bob, Bob Hopkins' line is like, oh, I can't believe this. This is never going to work. And Rogers is like, trying so hard not to jump through the wall. That is honestly probably the highest, like, the biggest pop I got from Roger Rabbit in that movie was the cut around to him just shivering like a terror. Like, yeah. I absolutely need to do two bits. And then the pure joy in his 
Like he literally does like a knee slide yeah. out or something. He, yes. he busts through a wall, <laughs> knee slide. Immediately almost is murdered for yep. 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 Grab by the throat. Yep. It's just good stuff. There's so many good bits in this movie. Yeah. But yes. that was probably my favorite. Eh, it's probably my second favorite bit, but it's was among them. I felt like we had to talk about how good that bit is. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, yeah, end game. Back to end game. With an assist from a, a barrel of dip back in the real world, right outside the tunnel. Uh, the judge causes Benny to crash. He grabs. Felt bad for Benny. That was yeah. tough. You figure like the human equivalent of basically just kind of breaking, yeah. like almost like the misery, like <laughs> ankle break. Yeah. It's fucked up. And then also your hands too. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's really messed up. Uh, should mention Roger's not with them. This is just uh, Eddie Valiant and uh, Jessica Rabbit getting caught here mm-hmm. because Roger, they think, drove off in Eddie's car and they're not sure where he went. So they get taken to the Acme warehouse where they're going to be, you know, they're seeing the end game. Christopher Lloyd's going to do some monologuing. Roger eventually makes it out of the tunnel. Benny gets in the car and he drives, yep. which is funny because he's a car. <laughs> Uh, um, <laughs> and Benny puts his eyes on, which are his headlights, yep. uh, instead of the <laughs> ones on the car. It's good. Uh, yeah. And then it's just the the finishing climax thing where, you know, the the villain's saying all these monologue type stuff, but you don't actually know that he's a tune yet for a while. Yeah. So I guess it's not the full, here's my whole evil plan monologue. But this is where he's talking about freeways. Yep. And it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's all funny. Must have killed at the time too it would, we were all like laughing about highways um and uh things are looking bad oh wait uh i forgot uh roger rabbit does show up with a gun uh and he pulls it on the weasels and uh just doom yeah he's competent for a little bit with it actually but yep. it's ultimately not successful and him yes. and jessica rabbit get hooked on to a thing and uh, a ton of rocks a ton of bricks does fall on top yes, of rogers it's a ton head. of bricks because the main weasel cuts the bricks yep. is that when he gets the stars i forget when the stars that comes yeah. later yeah. i think oh, okay yeah um i also just real quick i, I like love, that big truck too I, <laughs> I do love the big truck i love uh like roger comes in with a gun that's ostensibly loaded and then points it gun at three people that have loaded guns and is like Works, okay though. that's it I got you know like I got you and they're all like ah shit <laughs> like, just shoot him <laughs> yeah he's got a drone though yeah, yeah he does <laughs> those weasels are dumb let's be yeah. they're not smart weasels <laughs> they're not good um this little sequence is great. It goes on a while, but not like in a dragging way, but there's just like a lot that happens and there's yep. still a lot of beats that get played out here. Um, like I said, it's a while until he's a tune happens and then there's even action after that. Yeah, it's a very three like level boss, you know, like yeah. fight type first, thing. First, they got uh, Jessica and uh, Roger get ki- like yeah. hung up and then Bob needs to defeat all the weasels yeah. by making them laugh by returning to his roots of being a comedian or uh, uh, funny. That sequence is awesome. I do like that the one weasel that's a huge piece of shit gets dipped and the rest of them just die and I have quotations up here uh, by turning into ghosts with harps and flying. And then if you figure they're probably actually still alive because of, you know, as as we saw with Bugs Bunny, you know. And one of them can still (laughs) manipulate the giant truck yeah. yep. to try and kill Roger still yeah. on the way by as he's floating to cartoon heaven. Cartoon heaven. Um, but yeah, the dip is just, you don't exist anymore. Yep. Yeah. 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 Like they say, they do explicitly say that's the only way to actually kill a tune. Um, as we'd later find as LeBron knows firsthand. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. 
You can't kill a tune. You can't kill a tune. Uh, I'm going to cut out the other reference oh, to get no. to space. <laughs> uh, it's okay. If by the time we get there, if there's if the episode's under an hour, I'll keep it. Um, <laughs> it'll be close. So the big truck, so big, it's so big, and has those. Uh, it's all it street is sweeper is, stuff on it. Yeah. And all it is is it's just like a reservoir with a hose. Yeah. <laughs> but the truck's so big. And I guess the idea is that would spread it around like Splatoon style. Yeah. Yeah. So they have all the rollers <laughs> off of the side um, just to make sure the whole town gets coated. And what they're going to do is after killing Roger and Jessica, they're going to drive that big truck right into Toontown and kill everybody. Yep. Yep. And all the buildings. Like, and everything, yep. you know, like, Not even a revenge thing. He just wants to clear room for the freeway. For the freeway. Yep. He has no, Ill, uh, I guess he has some ill will towards tunes, maybe, but yeah. it's more for money. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the sequence, it's like a bunch of fights. Do we want to specifically call out the Hoskins song and dance bit? Because it's really good. It's really good. I like I like the backflip. Backflip's really good. Yeah. It, it, it's not, because I mean, you think about the time. It's supposed to be like the 40s. Like, you know, it's a very almost like obviously vaudeville inspired bit. Yeah, it's not a kind of bit that would make us today laugh to the point of dying, <laughs> but right. Uh, yeah, it's it's nice because Hoskins is such a just a, a grump. Yeah, curmudgeon's a better word. Uh, the whole movie. So like, just in this desperation to be like, okay, I got to get back to this place where I'm funny and and a clown is. Oh, there's so many checkoffs firing, but it yep. is a, it is a very satisfying. And there's also like there's just some classic comedy in there, like when he's on the pogo stick and he jumps up and he hits the light and he starts getting zapped. Yep, he has like a rake bit, I think, at one point where he yeah, steps I think on so. something and it smacks him. Yeah, it's all pretty great. And then uh, once the weasels are all taken care of, uh, Judge Doom shows up again. Yeah. Because he gets run over by the, yeah, he'll get run over by the steam. Oh, yeah, I forgot that he got run over, and that's how they found out he's a tomb. He's a tomb. Which, (laughs) his screams of pain is getting run over. Ooh, nightmares. Yeah. Nightmares. That whole sequence. Yeah. Once he's flat, when he gets up and he's just like walking around as the flat guy for a bit, like a Slenderman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That part is. Just no, I'm just picturing a Back to the Future esque bit, but it's like, uh, it's like, hey, what's his name? Notch. <laughs> hey, Notch. <laughs> you know how you're looking for a tall and skinny uh, bad guy for your uh, for your block game? Well, I'll take, take a, a look at this. It's <laughs> good stuff. When I kill your <laughs> That's what he hears. Notch. <laughs> just hear some screaming when I killed your brother. Uh, yeah i mean christopher lloyd's great i like that once his hat's off his head looks like it's a completely different shape than you thought it was yeah it's like a it's like a cone head yeah with with the weird fluff of hair on top which is how cartoons hair works yep which makes sense kind of ziggy ish yeah 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 and i get at the end you realize he was wearing a rubber mask the whole time in this rubber face. suit it seems actually right yeah mm-hmm. good point and it does seem like his face was a rubber mask even in earlier se- sequences it's great yeah his eyes are crazy he has that big saw arm and he's coming at him yep but that's when he pops the uh sledgehammer yep or i guess it's a mallet yeah it's a mallet yeah uh, and then he uh starts really takes him a while to die with that dip <laughs> yep. yeah yeah 
He's screaming the whole way down. Um, that, well, well, we need the Wizard of Oz a melting bit because <laughs> if, if we're anything, we need to do old uh, Hollywood bits at this point. Yeah. Uh, so um, this is kind of the end. There's uh, this guy dies. There's dip everywhere. I feel like uh, the number he's of- turn on the faucet yeah. to clear, yep. clear it out. Um, the machine drives through the tune wall and a train destroys it. Yep. All the tunes are looking like, what the fuck's going on? And I they like all the, run in at the end. I also liked the number of times that Jessica and Roger have to deal with the one hose. <laughs> yeah, like, it just yeah, seems like every like time. Five or six times yeah, that like, they think, think they're, they're safe. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, that's it. That's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I was such a supportive husband. <laughs> yeah. They have a great relationship. They do. Yeah. yeah never, you never doubt her for really like more than a minute. He gets yeah. it. And then oh. and she was just trying to help his career. Yeah. Yeah. And um they find out that the love letter Roger wrote to <laughs> Jessica was actually the last will and testament. So disappearing and Acme. reappearing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so real the real villain of this whole movie is Marvin Acme, knowing that he actually stained uh Eddie's shirt at the beginning of that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a good bit. He's like, oh, it's two days, he's gonna be really mad at me. <laughs> I won't be there. I won't be there, I'll be dead. <laughs> Oh, wait, I don't know that. <laughs> yeah. It is a fence. He might have assumed Eddie would have washed his shirt by then. True. <laughs> I'd been wearing a different shirt at the time. Also, why did Mar- Marvin Acme, like, when I die, then the tunes get tuned down? <laughs> Not when I'm alive, though. <laughs> Not on yeah. my watch. <laughs> There's a lot of things I got to do in tune down before. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I guess there's it's maybe not 100% logical everything that happens in the yeah. movie, but it just paints uh, Marvin in a different yeah, light yeah Marvin's just a slumlord trying to get to that <laughs> yeah. tune money and, and the, then- uh, the ending's great yeah I like that like we said they all have to be in pairs but Bugs and Mickey are back Donald and Daffy, Daffy back yep uh, goes, you really go around the horn and you yeah. see all these famous people. Uh, you, um, cartoon genius Goofy, Roger's favorite uh, favorite yep. tune. Nobody does it like Goofy. <laughs> no one really Nobody does. does. <laughs> I do love Goofy cartoons. I love the concept of tunes appreciating other tunes yeah. as yeah. like performance. And, that, and that's such like, it's, it's a really short scene, I suppose, yeah. when he's talking about it. But it is like the way that. If you listen to podcasts now, people in the business talk yeah. about other people in the business. Like, oh, that guy's a genius. The yeah, timing. Like, <laughs> like uh, every Bradley Cooper interview ever. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> no one Bradley Cooper's ever worked with was ever yeah. like. Goofy <laughs> is like the cartoon's favorite cartoon. Yeah, he's like yeah. the 80 miles of. Uh... Yeah. He's the actor's actor. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. He's, it's so funny. But yeah, it's great. They get both the Porky Pig and Tinkerbell at the end. Yeah, I absolutely love that so much yeah so i like that i like that it's sort of incidental and then porky pig realizes it's like vignetting in and he's like yeah. oh my moment's come. <laughs> i get to say my line now yeah 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 and credits and I mean. then tinkerbell from i believe no movie ever right uh shows yes. up yeah yeah, yeah uh, original property that uh just around <laughs> well there we go. That was Disney trying to get you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> they sent me congestion. Um, yeah. So that year, Dustin Hoffman wins for Rain Man. Boo. Uh, Gene Hackman Tom, in Mississippi Burning, Tom Hanks in Big, Edward James Elmos in Stand and Deliver, and Max von, Max von Sydow in Pell the Conqueror. Oh, I didn't know he was nominated. 
Good yep. for him. Those those were the nominees. Who who are you kicking out? I figure you've seen more of those movies than we have. Um, I've seen. Big. I would probably. I would actually just kick out Dustin Hoffman in uh, Rayman. I'm not crazy about Rayman. Okay. And then that that frees up the winner spot too. Yeah, I know. That to, just slide it over to. House I'm gonna give it. I'm actually gonna give it to. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say Max Vaughn because oh. I just feel like he deserves it. But no, give uh, give it to uh, Bobby. It, they give it. I, I never know if it's a side hour or seat hour. My bad. But uh, they did he win for really late in life? He won an honorary one a, a little before he died. Okay, cool. I think he got not. Was he? Did he get nominated for the nine eleven movie? Wars? Extremely no. loud and incredible. <laughs> I, yeah, I think he did. <laughs> For that first scene of Force Awakens, where I'm like, maybe this is going to be awesome. <laughs> we got one of my Max favorite Montino. young actors, Adam Driver. I think he murders Max Mancino. I uh, yeah. sad what he did. It's interesting to me coming here because, like, I thought that Bob Hoskins thing. I'm not a I'm not a movie critic. Like, I'm not a movie. You know, like I'm not a movie aficionado. And I finished that going like, I feel like Bob Hoskins probably like legitimately should have gotten nominated for something. It's yeah. interesting that like you guys agreed without me. I know I started the thing by saying Bob Hoskins is killing it, but like, it's kind of interesting that you guys are like, Oh no, he definitely should have gotten something from that. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's amazing. He's yeah. awesome in this movie. Like, yeah, it, it just, the Academy does like, that's they not even his real of, accent. <laughs> yeah. Like they used to care somewhat about like comedic performances, but like his, uh, it, it just, he's just really great in this movie. Yeah. He's like he's, he's so good. Like if he, like I'm sure this movie would still be good if it was like if that if he wasn't in it. Yeah. Like it was just all the tune stuff. But he, but I don't think it would be as good if it was just some other guy who was not doing as well. Yeah, like Bob Hoskins adds so much to whoever this movie. the Mendoza line actor yeah. for 1988 was. The Eric Stoltz. <laughs> <laughs> it probably is Eric Stoltz. Yeah, probably. I'm trying to think, like, who would you get? It's 1988. You you have I, you need Hoskins. Yeah, yeah. Eric Stoltz was the guy who almost played Marty McFly, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. the The weird thing, if we do want to talk about how much movie going culture is different now than it was then, so Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the second highest grossing film of the year, uh, the highest grossing film of the year, we just talked about a lot. It's Rain Man. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yep. Which is crazy. It made a ton of, in 1988 dollars. It made uh, three over 350 million worldwide. Wow. Why? Is which, this, I mean, I guess uh, I mean, Tom Cruise is a huge crazy. draw. He, like that was Still probably though, peak Tom Cruise, crazy. I think. Right for box. Well, for box. I, I was going to say for box office draw, but uh, Top Gun Maverick uh, kind of well, excuse yeah, it. Yes. But yeah, I mean, Miles Teller is obviously pulling. Oh, obviously. <laughs> kind and of a. Uh, who framed Roger Red? Just as long as we're talking about like anniversaries and points in time, I think this is the last film Mel Blanc does vi- voices in. There he has. An, there's another movie after this, but that's posthumously released. Okay. So during his lifetime, I think this is the last movie that comes. Oh, did he die before the nineties? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Uh, this is the last one, and he's of course the voice of a lot of things, but Bugs Bunny is the is the big pull. Just to bring it back. Sorry. No, that's. I did want to know that. Yeah, good movie. We like this movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's. I, I do have a thing about more uh, big picture, but we usually have been doing ratings first. Let's get to ratings on a scale of 0.5 to five on any scale you're choosing. You got a lot of scales to pick from for this one. Yeah. Uh, oh, I remember. What we'll was. put them on our letterbox. You go find as late to the movies on letterbox. Uh, I give this five out of five pussy cats. <laughs> do I have to put a dot 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 on letterbox? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
Mine's going to be very obscure, but it was my favorite line read of the entire movie. Um, so I'm going to give it five out of five. I'm going to ram them. Uh, whatever. It is weird. It's such a, <laughs> it does stand out. I went back and watched it again. I have a bit, a recurring bit, which is how I actually feel, though. Like when I'm watching stuff with Brie. And if I love a line read that good, I immediately grab the remote and go, oh, I need that again. <laughs> I just immediately yeah. read, I'm going to ram <laughs> Who says that? It's one it's of the, the weasels, weasels when they're in the alley. alley. Oh, yeah. And they're, they got them you know, on both sides. Yep, and yep, they cut yep. to the weasel. It stands too. out very. Yep. Yeah. And those cops go flying. They really get launched. <laughs> yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're can. going down a slide in government center in Boston. Did you guys see that viral video this week? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I work not far from that slide. Not a big slide. Yeah. <laughs> How was he going that fast? <laughs> How did he get turned around and face down? All good questions. Yep. Man, no one does it like that cop. Yeah. The, the timing, <laughs> the commitment to the bit. The real Hoskins. Though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that cop got robbed. <laughs> you should have won a Webby. <laughs> anyway, um, did you give your rating? He yeah, did. Give a five. Bro, I'm gonna ram him. Uh, I'm gonna ram him. I'm gonna go five out of five pianos dropped on a head, <laughs> um, on someone's head, on your, on your brother's head. <laughs> Good movie. Yes. So, an interesting point to illustrate the way things have changed. Steven Spielberg instrumental flat 5,000 feet per character gets mm. all of this to work. It's a Disney movie, but obviously Disney characters sharing the screen with WB characters. Uh, Disney wouldn't let him use any characters for Ready Player One. Just, huh. you know, what's that, 30 years later yeah. or something like yeah. that? Um, so that's a difference. <laughs> well, he did specifically kind of be part of a major company that is the direct competition for a while. Yeah, so. I mean, that yeah. would be helping... Uh, <laughs> The, the, oh, who's the guy they hate? Katzenberg. Katzenberg. Yeah, yeah. Be, that would be helping Katzenberg a little bit, yeah. I guess. So, <laughs> oh man, do you think they all like sh- popped a bottle of champagne when Quibi failed? Mickey Mouse just firing guns into yeah. the air. <laughs> Fuck Quibi. Yeah. All my homies hate Quibi. <laughs> yeah. Quick bites? No, thank you. Uh, anyway so yeah i don't know what the prompt is yet but if you guys want to help me workshop yeah a good um, question so that'll be like this influenced obviously there's the ip crossovers now and they sucked <laughs> what happened yeah uh well it's i mean it's another classic of the studio like uh taking the wrong uh thing from the movie or like oh they like the ip mashup but that's like such a little part of this movie and not why the movie is so good that's a good it point. Does, I mean, it does help elevate the movie because the like the Daffy Duck and Donald Duck scene, I think, is genuinely like incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like, I did just love seeing Mickey and uh, Bugs like interact. Yeah. Uh, but that's not why I love this movie. Yeah, the movie is actually about original characters. Yeah, there's and, more I mean, original characters than it's anything else. Adapted from an early '80s book who censored Roger Rabbit, but I just mean like in terms of it's not about Mickey and Bugs. They're there in yeah. the background in a couple seats. <laughs> they also can th- talk about like cultural legacy from the standpoint of like, I know like 35 yeah, yeah. years is kind of a vague year point. And I know that for the Dr. No episode, it's kind of weird because Dr. No gets gobbled into the rest of James Bond. But yeah. like, it, it was weird to me that you th- 
think about this movie being 35 years old i'm literally only a year and a half younger than this movie i think you know not even um and i'm, I'm as old as this movie yeah and yeah. like when's the last time there was there aren't that many roger rabbit references there's not that many you know like jessica rabbit's probably the only pervasive thing from this movie like they put a coat on her <laughs> yeah, Disney. There was a statue of her in Toontown. They put a code on it. Yep, <laughs> too racy. Yep, it's 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 kind of sad. It's a great movie, and like I was excited to watch this movie because I had heard great things about it, and I knew the general plot, and I do really like seeing new things. Like that's kind of something from my life. Like I like playing video games that do stuff that no other game does. You yeah. know, like I like watching TV shows that do different things. So like. This is a movie that does stuff that even like I know the what part of what we're talking about, but like nobody really does that type of stuff anymore. And I don't think of the things I've seen that have done cartoon both cartoon crossovers and like cartoon and live action together. Like this is probably by far the best one I've seen. Like with all due respect to Space Jam, I love Space Jam as a kid. I'd watch Space yeah, Jam right now. That's a kids but, movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah like it's yeah. not doing nearly as much as this movie is. Uh, Although it, it just has uh, Bill Murray cameo for the parents. Yeah. Uh, there's also like, th- like this. It's only this movie. Like there may be like one there's or two something really Roger, nice Roger Rabbit uh, like shorts later, but that's about it. Yep. It is nice that it isn't, you know, it yeah. probably once the movie made a lot of money, if you went back to the same people that you asked to get their characters, they're probably asking more for a percentage yes. um, than, than for a flat rate. So it's probably stopped them from making any sequels. But it is nice that there aren't sequels. And like they like I know they're not going to remake this movie for obvious reasons of like the IP stuff. Um, but well, we can talk about that. <laughs> oh, they, but like if they remade it now, like I'm sure just like everyone's just going to be like, this sucks. Like it's, it's not gonna Like it, it's possible that it could just, it could like recapture like the magic that the original did of like yeah. seamlessly interacting cartoon with live action. But, uh, that also seems kind of unlikely. So that brings us to the Chippendale rescue Rangers movie. Um, <laughs> did you think it sucked? Uh, I liked it. Um, but like I was thinking about that like, after I watched Roger Rabbit last night and I was thinking like, Ah, man, like that movie, like, I don't know if it's like, if it's just because it's like more postmodern or something like, and this is more of a modern like take of it, but like it's, it's uh, like Apatow comedy. Yeah. (laughs) Like late period Apatow comedy. There was a lot of stuff in that that I really enjoyed. Um, as, but like I watched it once. I remember laughing a lot. I remember getting done and telling my friends like, oh, go watch this movie. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I think we talked about it on the podcast because it makes sense because it came out in like the last year or so and yep. and we've had the podcast. But like, if you ask me now, what are the bits I remember? It's like, I remember Dale being, getting whatever the CGI like surgery. Yes. Uh, I remember all the, like the Sonic bits. I remember yeah, Tim Robinson. J.K. Sim- Simmons is like a Gumby cop. I don't, you yeah. know, like yeah. uh, um, most uh, of it's gone. Seth Rogen uh, does a voice of yeah. one of the Zemeckis. Yes. The, uh, the specific yeah. Zemeckis joke. Yeah. Uh, and then they do the whole joke of, Oh, doesn't Seth Green play like a bunch of like different characters and does the same voice? Uh, yeah. That joke. Um, it's, but it's all like, like that's just like, that's just a reference. Uh, yeah, and also meant worth mentioning. There is a Roger Rabbit cameo in that yep, movie. And I, that <laughs> and I mean, that's also partly like Mulaney's style is yeah. reference humor with like, 
you know, uh, like kind of like a commentary on stuff. So, uh, whereas like Roger Rabbit's kind of, it's it's both parody and like homage at the same time, and and and, and, and presented in a new style. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's like it's, it's completely its own. Yes, yeah. and it also functions well as the thing that it is. Uh, sort of riffing on yeah like if you take out which all is the what tunes, the chip and dale movie tries to do too because there is actually like a thing that they're solving at yes. the core of that it just there's a lot of other stuff going on yeah too. there's a lot of other stuff i like that what's that it's like a snake or something played by flula borg right yep. that part's good <laughs> good for flula get another yeah. check yeah it's got pitch perfect too this smooth that dude. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I don't know. He's I, on a roll. I, every five years. It, it was just also like in the way that like Eddie Valiant is sad and depressed, but it all works in this. Yeah. They spend like a lot of time on how sad and depressed the chipmunks are. Yeah. And Chip and Joe are strange. And like Eddie Valiant is like, has an, is an alcoholic. He literally has a serious problem. Yeah, he does. Um, this movie's better than that movie, but that movie exists. Should give that context to people who don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. Maybe should have at the beginning. Um, Rocket be- Ralph is sort of like uh, yes, Roger that's Rabbit. a good point. That one's better though, at least. And it, it and it's, that one again, largely focuses on Wreck It Ralph and like it yeah. like that kind of stuff. And once they get into the movie, it's them interacting with other original characters from different IPs within the world of that. Yeah, you really just get like Zangief at like the beginning, right? Yeah. And I think you see Sonic walk by once. Right, yeah. This is making me realize that I probably should should probably rewatch the Chippendale movie because I feel like I have a much more positive memory of it than you two. Uh, It just didn't stick with me, like you said. It's like, yeah, I watched it and I had a good time. And then it was kind of just like... And I, I, I admit, like I watched it and I also had a good time, but like it did not... Like if I can't, I can't remember a whole lot of it. No. This is episode 101. Maybe I should start counting them actually on air of Late to the Movies. Maybe that's my new outro too. I don't know. Oh, wow. Uh, thanks for being on, Vaz and Sam. Thanks. Thank you. For having me. For having Two us. Bits. In your house. Um, <laughs> I don't like how you said that. <laughs> um, you can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbeans. You can go to, okay, here's the actual the URL. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Beans. <laughs> Great record. Um, record. Uh, this is actually the URL. All the links that I forget are on this page. Late to the movies, pod.fireside.fm. But that's where all the stuff is on the Instagram. I'm still I'm getting back into it, you know, doing some fun posters again. I'm only three behind right now, but I was 18 behind for a little while. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can email Noah late to the. I don't know actually know what it is. I'm sorry. Um, you just send it to Gmail. It'll it'll sort from there. <laughs> You'll just, the mailer Damon will keep showing up. Sergey, save it to uh, Sergey.brain at Google.com <laughs> and tell him get your Gmail to do this. Hey, you know what? If you've if you're listening to this episode. Listen to one of the older episodes. Uh, listen to the end of that, and you'll get the gist of what Ben's listen trying to, to talk about. the draft day episode. I want it to be the highest listened to episode. Yeah, yeah. It is not. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is the fir- This was the first recorded, but second chronologically on your podcast feed episode of, I haven't decided, anniversary month? 100? Anno month. I don't think it's that. <laughs> you know what? It's the 100th anniversary. 2023 is the 100th anniversary of Disney and Warner Brothers. So we did this movie. There you go. Yep, yeah, there we right? go. Yep. 
that's, that's the theme. That's it. And that's why we didn't do Spring Breakers. Yep. It's anniversary <laughs> month. This was the 35th of Roger Rabbit. Last week was The Exorcist. I haven't, uh, I've never watched The Exorcist. I still have to before that episode. All right. Um, <laughs> this episode's over. Uh, thanks wish, for being on. I don't know if I even finished the outro spiel, but that's okay. Dan. Da-da. 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 Who Who Roger Rabbit. Rabbit. <laughs>